Hey, welcome to J&J Airy Day. This is going to be the final mini episode for the month of October. It is just me today. Jim is doing his own thing. Uh, today we got a listener submitted story by Samantha, a.k.a. Sam. In the interest of Sam's story and the already in-depth coverage of the events surrounding her story, we will not go into detail about the other crimes that occurred in Chillicothe, Ohio. I will give you a little background for those of you not aware to set the stage for Sam's story. That all being said, starting in May of 2014, the first of six women went missing. These are the ones that we know of, at least. I've heard rumors that there may have been more. It is no secret that some demographics of society are not always well represented and reported missing, a.k.a. the homeless, prostitutes, drug addicts, etc. They are often referred to as the less than dead. Now let's take a look at real monsters. Of the six women, two are considered still missing. One was ruled a homicide, one a probable drug overdose, and the other two both homicides. The first of which, whose body was found in a local creek, wrapped in a sheet. The second victim was found in a vacant building, being shot to death. The last victim is the only one of the six to have her day in court, so to speak. A suspect was tried and convicted and sentenced to life in prison for her death. However, he could not be tied to any of the other cases. The six women's names were Charlotte, Tamika, Wanda, Shasta, Tiffany, and Timberly. Now on to Sam's story. I was 13 and did all the normal teenage things. Sneaking out at night, lying to my dad about where I was going or spending the night. So school was out for summer break, and I was supposed to be staying the night with one of my shitty friends. But at the last moment, her mom said no. Now I was very disappointed, mostly because I didn't want to go home. Life at home wasn't the best. I struggled with a lot of mental health issues, as well as an abusive household. So I decided to text another friend to see if I could stay with her. She responded a short while later, of course, yes. Now, since it was already 10.30 at night, she said to be careful. I had never been to her house before, so she sent me her address. It was nearly 10 blocks away from where I currently was. Thank God I had my bike to make the trip a little quicker. I thought I'm a tough cookie. I can handle myself. Turns out I was not as tough as I thought. Now, if I wanted to take the safer route, I should take the byway, which includes a very steep bridge. And my tiny 85-pound 5'1 ass could not find the strength to ride my bike up this bridge. So nothing else to do but to push my bike up the incline. As I reached the crest of the bridge to start downhill, I took a moment to catch my breath before hopping back onto the bike to head down the other side. 
While climbing back onto the seat, I glanced over my shoulder, and that is when I noticed I was being followed. From what I could see, it appeared to be a white van. No headlights, just the little orangish yellow marker lights. I mean, literally, a white goddamn van. All these years later, and I can it still causes my hair to stand on end. You get that sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. It was in this moment that fight or flight kicked in. I started pedaling as fast as my little legs would go. I didn't want to stick around to find out if there were puppies or candy in that van. I just wanted to get the hell away from them as quick as I could. As I pedaled as fast as I could go through the streets and intersections, I didn't look back over my shoulder until I was about two blocks away from my friend's house. I could still see the yellow lights creeping along behind me. The moment my head turned to continue looking forward, the van started to speed up, getting closer by the second. I could now hear the engine. It was so close. All that was running through my mind was I needed to get to my friend's house now, or I'm going to become another missing Ross County woman. I was now on her street, which should have made me feel better, but it did not. The sign at the corner of her street said, Dead End. My heart sank as I read it. In a sheer moment of panic and terror, I jumped off the bike and started running through the front yards of her neighbors. Her house was the second from the end of the street. I can see her porch and the four-foot chain-link fence surrounding her yard. My heart was pounding out of my chest. I'm shaking all over in fear. I can still see, hear, and feel the van behind me. Finally, I reached her yard. Somehow, I managed to jump the fence, running as hard as I could onto the porch and burst through the front door. As I tumbled inside, screaming, I'm being chased, and they're trying to take me. Her and her mom, both surprised and startled at my sudden appearance, almost immediately, it registered to them what I was screaming, and they both ran out to the porch to see what the hell was going on. In that short span of time that it took them to make it outside, all they saw was the white van driving away, its taillights, and no license plate. Now, hours later, after we all calmed down and started to settle in for the night, her mom looked at me and asked, How long have you lived in this town, honey? I answered her by telling her less than a year, ma'am. She looked at me and continued by saying, You should know women don't go out by themselves at night around here. They don't care if you're young, old, white, or brown. They'll get you, even at night when you think you're safe. Now, as I think back, I realize how lucky I am I got to the top of that bridge when I did. If I was a little slower or stopped before I got to the top, I probably wouldn't be here to tell this story. Now, my heart goes out to the families of the victims who have not gotten answers as to what happened to their loved ones. Now, that is Sam's short story of her time living in Chillicothe, Ohio, during these events that 
unfolded and these women went missing. Oh, yes, she was young and she was out late at night. That is no excuse. On behalf of Jay and Jay Airday, I want to send our prayers and thoughts out to the families of the women that have been involved in these cases in Jillicothe. If you have any information, please reach out to local authorities to give these families closure. Now, if you are interested in learning any more about these cases of these missing women, it has been covered in quite in-depth detail. There have been two TV series or streaming series. I'm not really sure which platforms they came out on um, covering these cases. The first of which is called Gone, The Forgotten Women of Ohio, and the second, The Vanishing Women. Several other podcasts have also covered these cases as well. Um, True Crime Garage, uh, True Crime Chronicles, If I Go Missing, Spoiler They Die, Every Town, and more. So if you really want more information on these cases or have any information, reach out to authorities. Look these up on the other podcasting platforms and streaming platforms to find out what you can. Since this is a mini episode, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. And we want to thank everybody that submitted their stories uh, for the month of October. Brittany, Carly, Nikki, Sam. We could not have done this without you. And we really do thank you for your stories and giving us the opportunity to share these. So that is going to wrap us up for today. Check us out on all the social media pages. It's J and J underscore Airy Day. That's E-R-R-Y-D-A-Y. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. We're all over the place. And until next time, thanks for listening.